0: It is always a joy and a privilege to stand in this sacred space with all of you. A few weeks ago, I had the opportunity to travel to my home state of Virginia, and I had been telling people that I was going to marry my cousin. Obviously, that was not the correct way to say what happened in Virginia. So let me rephrase that. A few weeks ago, I had the opportunity to travel to my home state and officiate a family member's wedding. When a neighbor inquired about our World Wind weekend, I explained it was a mountaintop moment not because i was officiating the wedding the mountaintop was not because of the ceremony though it was beautiful it was not because of the couple though they looked gorgeous it was not because of the hotel grounds even though they were majestic it was a mountaintop moment because the bride and groom desired a homily or a sermon during their ceremony. They took the extra time in order to share their love of each other and their love of Christ with friends and family. This moment continues to resonate with me long after the sermon, long after the reception in their posted honeymoon pictures long after the text and tears and thank you phone calls. See, I believe we are a church called to live in confidence, and wherever people are gathered, we share what matters most, love. See, Jesus, with his final promise in the Gospel of Matthew, said, "'Surely I am with you always.'" He says, I am with you all the days. These very words are enough to remind us, whether for the first time or the 500th time, that no matter what, Jesus, who represents healing, miracles, boundary crossing, relationships, political justice, love and sacrifice, will be with us always and forever. So this morning, we find ourselves with the disciples in the risen Christ. It's in the midst of a very popular and well-known text utilized often amongst Christians. Go, therefore, and make disciples of Jesus Christ. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. The disciples in this moment are in transition. And this is the first time the gospel mentions the 11 instead of the 12. It is a stark reminder of Judas and his betrayal of Jesus. See, Christ has directed the disciples to go to this mountain, traditionally identified as Mount Tabor or the Mount of Transfiguration. The very setting depicts a monumental moment because throughout the biblical text, the mountain is an important setting where moments of revelation and teaching take place. Think of Moses meeting God on Mount Sinai. Remember how Elijah goes out to a mountain to hear God in a whisper and where Jesus' face was shining as the sun, and his garments became white as the light on the Mount of Transfiguration. The mountain is an important setting. So this morning, like the disciples, we too will go to the mountaintop and witness a divine sending. According to our passage, when the disciples arrive, they see Jesus and they worship him. But some doubted or hesitated. We don't know who doubted, but we do know there was doubt. And I can only imagine in the disciples' minds, they're asking what's next? What's next for those who are followers of Christ? And what's next for us on this mountaintop? where there is worship and doubt. Jesus the Christ encourages his disciples by proclaiming first and foremost that all power in heaven, all power on earth, all power over all persons, all passions, all movements, and all authority are given to him as the risen Lord. Jesus is directing the eleven into venture. To go and make disciples of all nations, regardless of race, sex, color, or creed. And if they are willing, to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. See, he is challenging them to move from receiving the gospel as individuals to going out and sharing the gospel with others. Moving from particularism, it's about me, to universalism, it's about us. Until this point, Jesus was the only one teaching, leading, and healing. His very presence filled individuals and communities with hope. And now in this text, Christ calls the eleven in all of his authority to take their marching orders and move from witnesses to disciples. Go. Make interns. Go make students and teachers of all nations. Think about this. What a challenge to go out amongst strangers to all nations, to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, to teach them to obey everything that Christ demanded. A command that points us back to Matthew 22, 36 through 40, where the disciples asked teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? And he said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your mind and with all your soul. This is the greatest and first commandment and a second like it, you shall love your neighbors as yourself." So here, Christ has the disciples on the mountain telling them to go and preach all that he has commanded about love. He's telling the eleven to go and multiply, to go out and duplicate, to go out and be both witnesses and disciples to go out and proclaim your love of God, to go out and share your love of your neighbor and your love for yourself. After all, there is no greater love than one who will lay down their life for their friends. What a monumental task that happened on that mountain so many years ago. But it worked. Look around you. Look around here today. We represent many nations, various socioeconomic backgrounds and experiences, and we're worshiping in the same space. This is a task that is only possible when we are connected to the risen Christ who has all power and authority. As we watch and listen to the daily news, or we read the daily news, we are witnesses to the outpouring of love and support for the communities devastated by hurricanes, earthquakes, and tsunamis. But we're also witnesses to the tragedy in Pittsburgh, the fear of opening something as simple as a letter. So I pray today that you recognize like I do, it is now more important than ever to make disciples of Jesus Christ. See, I don't mean proselytizing or trying to convert people from one religion to another, trying to convince a Catholic or a Baptist to become a Methodist. I mean, if they do, that's great, right? But that is not what we are called to do. We are called to share our stories of healing to a broken world. We are called to share our own brokenness in order to be healed. It's about moving from Jew to Gentile, or us versus them. It's about crossing socioeconomic boundaries, not to serve or be served because it feels good, but to build and rebuild because Christ said, Go. Even in the midst of despair, there is hope. This morning we're eavesdropping on a very intimate conversation between the eleven and Christ. And because of what we have heard, we too are required to go. Multiply and duplicate not just programs or ministries, but ourselves, our hearts, our love for God, our gift of giving and serving as followers of Christ. Go out, love God, and love God's people, no matter who they are or where they are in life. Oh, how this simple task could be so easy if we stepped out of our comfort zones. How different the world would be if all nations accepted this task. This is a divine sending. See, these famous words are the hallmark of the gospel not as a proposal or an invitation but as a task to all followers of christ see jesus is not requiring us to leave the nation leave alabama or even our communities although we should it is not a requirement jesus is directing us to move into a healthy balance of in nurturing those who walk through those doors, and outreach, nurturing those who stand outside but are afraid to come in or may never come in. We have been tasked to tell the story of how we baptized little Bethy this morning, and through the Holy Spirit are divinely joining her and her family as a connection. We are tasked with raising her within a community of believers, and as we pray for her future, we are reminded, like I said earlier, that some of us will journey with her as her church leaders Sunday School Youth and Confirmation Leaders, and we will be here to comfort her parents as she goes off to college. We are tasked with sharing love of God experienced here at Dauphin Way, not tomorrow. See, we are tasked to share the love of a couple who wanted to expose their friends and family to the love of Christ even for just a moment. We are tasked with telling individuals and groups though your situation may not change, though your heart may still be broken, though your body may not heal, and the passing a loved one is just as fresh today as it was the day that it happened. We are tasked to say we will journey with you in Christ with us. The divine sending of the disciples, the divine sending of Bethy and her family, of us, is because we are called within this cycle To always move from being a witness to being a disciple. From being a disciple to being a witness. Always learning. Always moving forward. Always going. All the days of our life. With our ears tuned to the voice of Christ. With open hearts. With willing minds, with saying yes to teaching and our willingness to love one another, we can go because the Holy Spirit is at work in each and every one of us. I am so grateful that today is a new day and the grace of God is extended. God's mercy and power and love are everlasting and they will endure forever. Even after our own hearts and imaginations and willpower have given up, God gives us new mercies every day. And today is the beginning when God creates again. So I leave you with this. Stephen Boyd said, Jesus invites us into the mutuality and power of his divine life. He sends us to invite still others from all nations. He does not leave us alone in that work, nor does he leave us powerless. But he gives promise and his presence and power that does not coerce, but serves and persuades. So undertake this task. By Christ, a divine sending, to tell a stranger God loves you and Christ with you. To familiarize yourselves with all of Dauphin Way's opportunities, and then go out and seek and invite those who are in need of a community like ours to grow. Go out and take a risk and embark upon this adventure of journeying in Christ. Journey with those who are journey with those who are suffering and those who are in need of a Savior who is grace-filled and full of love. Jesus, Jesus, came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples, students, interns, and learners of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and to teach them to obey everything that I have commanded you, to love your God with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your spirit, and the greatest of all, to love your neighbors as yourselves. And then Christ ends, and remember, I am with you always, to the end of the age, I am with you, go. Make disciples out of love for me. The word of God for the people of God, thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for the opportunity to worship you. And as we stand to sing our final hymn, let us remember that you are with us always. In Christ's name we do pray, and the church said, amen. So let us stand together to sing our final hymn number 571, Go Make of All Disciples.